gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, most of the time, we have with us EPE. Welcome in to episode 141. Today we'll be going over the MLB wild card round. Surprises, disappointments, loves, hates, and we'll be getting into the divisional round for Major League Baseball as well. And as you know, during the NFL, we like to kick it off and recap what happened in the week prior. Bring you some of the thoughts and what to look forward to in the next week's betting slate. We'll get into pop culture pick'em, uh, top five chips this week. And now, let's check in with our co-host. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good. So, I would like to enthrall all of our, all of our listeners with an email that I just received from my apartment in Washington, D.C. So to set this story, two weekends ago, there were three cars stolen from my apartment in D.C. Some of you say major city, Nick, whatever. I have a locked, secure garage. It can only be opened by a barcode on top of your, on, on top of your, uh, your car. There were three cars stolen a weekend ago. This afternoon, I received this email from management. Dear Illum residents, can we bleep that out, Eric? Let's bleep that out. (laughs) Management has been made aware of multiple threats involving vehicles that occurred within the community on October 2nd, 2022. The below tips can help deter auto theft. Lock your doors. Remove your keys from the vehicle. Do not leave a spare key in your vehicle. Close the windows to your vehicle. Park in well-lit areas. Do not leave valuables in car and be aware of your surroundings when you park your car. By the way, again, let me remind you, this is a locked garage that can only be open. This happens in their garage. In their garage. They're acting like it happened at a movie theater parking lot. The email continues. Oh, no. As you can understand, no one can ensure the personal safety of yourself or that of your guests. We believe that by taking an active role in personal safety and security, you may be able to discourage unnecessary issues that can arise involving yourself, your guests, and the others around you. Sincerely, Alum, bleep that out, Eric. Management. Oh my God, bro. There was no <laughs> accountability ever in that. Who's watching, who's watching the cameras? Talk about the audacity that you have to have as a management company to go, oh, your cars got stolen from our locked garage. Your fault. I know that they <laughs> that they always say, hey, we're not liable for lost or stolen property. And that's fine. That's cool. But tell me what you're doing to prevent. That's what we want to hear. We don't want to hear about our safety. <laughs> So, so for those was, of you that say, well, that was somebody hurt. I, I don't this? think anybody was, but see, okay. here's the problem. I don't know that anybody was because this happened two Sundays ago. And the only reason I heard about it is through the grapevine of a loom. This is the two first ago. This is the first October 2nd, 2022. This is the first email I'm getting from management regarding the situation. You know what would make this all better? If I were head of an apartment management company, if any issue happened, the night of the issue go, 
we're aware of the incident and we're working on a solution. That buys you a good month. <laughs> For sure, bro. They never said what Nothing. happened. Nothing. If anyone was hurt, they never disclosed the date. Nothing. This is I the feel first like one. That's a class action lawsuit. They never told you about an, a a crime that happened on your property. I, this is the first. This is the first time I am hearing that there was an incident that occurred on my property. Well, the property I live in. Dang, dude, that's crazy. Eric, you seem stunned right now. I, it just reminds me of San Francisco when we were up there, and I just. I couldn't believe all the signs we were seeing. Yeah. It was shockingly clean for for the amount of signs of like stolen and shenanigans. I was surprised by how clean it was. One of the signs says, don't tempt burglars, lock your car and roll up your windows. What? Don't and they had those bur- like throughout San Francisco. Don't tempt burglars. That's your uh, sorry. Alum runs uh, street traffic in uh, San Francisco as well. I guess so. Great, great star management. Good for you running your <laughs> running your street management in San Francisco. Uh, don't tempt burglars with your car unlocked and your windows down. That would tempt me, a non burglar. La- ladies and gentlemen, like we are now six minutes and thirty plus seconds into this podcast, and. Alum has fucked up so bad. Nick has not kicked the podcast off with one of the biggest pieces of Room 303 news history. Nick, would you like to enlighten the listeners at home as to what I am speaking on? No, I'm going to let Eric do it. See how good of an executive producer he is. If he Uh, knows the full history before he started. No. You drew a blank, Eric. How can you draw a blank on this one? Jermaine. Oh, wow. That's a Hold on, hold on. Hold on. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Oh, man. You even text him about it. You even text him when the news broke about it. What? Oh, my goodness. All right. So since Eric, since Eric can't. Can't do it. He can't pull the executive producer. We've done it. Room 303 is now 3-0. and When we put a coach in the hot seat, he is gone that season. You do not mess with the multi, we'll just call it international podcast at this point. GMs, owners, directors of player development, they listen to this podcast. I am, of course, referring to the Carolina Panthers head coach, Matt Rule. We've been calling for his fallout. I've been calling for his firing for two years. My my friends here on Room 303 have just joined me this year. After a 1-4 start to the year, Matt Rule has finally been fired by the Carolina Panthers. And it is a glorious day. And we shall rejoice across the Carolinas. That we only have to pay Matt Rule eight hundred and forty thousand for the next forty eight months. Worth it, worth it. Addition by subtraction. I'll pay him a million dollars. I'll kick in my salary so that he stays gone. You may be sitting at home and asking us, but room three, room three hundred three. Why would they fire Matt Rule? 
I have one stat from the Matt Rule era that sums it up so perfectly. And it's not even the one Nick is thinking about. I'm introducing a oh, new not, okay. I'm introducing a new oh, you one. So you still give flow. me that stat. Okay. I'm good. letting you have that one. Baker Mayfield has the second worst QBR to start the season since the stat was invented. He's only <laughs> oh my God. He's only better than one quarterback, Nick. It was Sam invented. Darnold. It was invented in 2008. Can you tell me who number one on this <laughs> oh, list is? It's Sam Darnold with the Jets, isn't no, it? No, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. The no, worst, that would have been the worst poetic. QBR. It's not Jimmy Clausen, is it? No, no, oh, no. Okay. No. He's a notorious stinker at the quarterback. Notorious, Rex Grossman, notorious non-studier. Notorious first round pick. Tyler Murray. Notorious flail out at quarterback. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Man, that ball could throw a ball. That, that man could throw a ball <laughs> 70 yards from his knees. Who wouldn't want that as a quarterback? Think of how many positions a quarterback could be on his knees throwing a football 70 yards. <laughs> That's the only quarterback Baker Mayfield is not worse than right now. Listen, I, 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 I love to – when I haven't seen people in a while, I love to hit them with this stat. And it's that if you would have told me before the 2019 NFL draft that Carolina in 2022 would have two of the top three first-round picks, I would have been ecstatic. But I am – I don't want either of them to start. Hashtag Saquon at four. We brought P.J. Walker back. P.J. Walker is a quarterback on the Carolina Panthers again. That is rough. What's the seventeen? Uh, what's the seventeen point stat? Does anybody have that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, oh, you got to pull up, Eric. Yeah. So the Panthers are one and twenty-six <laughs> under Matt Rule when the opponent scores at least seventeen points, including twenty-four <laughs> losses consecutively. Hold on. So we we you guys know here at Room Three Hundred Three we keep a points. we keep an NFL model and it's based in averages around the league. The league scoring average this year is twenty two point five. The average NFL team smokes the Carolina Panthers. The the average NFL team covers a field goal against the Carolina Panthers. And this oh. and, and this is this is that crazy stat. That you look to last year and you see when they pulled anonymous GMs and the anonymous GMs around the league said that the players starting on the Carolina Panthers would not be would would, would be second or third string guys on any other team. And it's just because they're high character, quote, they played for Matt Rule, end quote, guys that Matt Rule wants them. Now he's now he's he is about to get paid an absolute war chest of money to go coach college football. No. Unfortunately for that program, it's probably going to be Nebraska. I don't think it's, I I don't think it's unfortunate for that program. I think Matt rule is a fantastic college coach because he can get players to buy into what he's to like, what he's selling. That's the problem in the NFL is guys don't guys like what, what, what have we, if, if I'm an officer coming into the United States Navy, Jermaine, 
and I come and and I'm leading your division and I come into you talking about freedom and democracy and America, you're going to be like, hey, get fucked. But if I come in and I'm like, hey, guys, we're going to work so that I can get you time off and that if you work hard enough, I'll get you promoted so you can get more money. That's what NFL players want. They want time with their families and they want to be put in positions where they can make more money. College kids don't have to play for the like NFL players don't have to play for the love of the game. <laughs> so here's a here's a headline uh, from one of the articles that I read about him getting fired. It says so Panthers owner after Panthers owner David Tepper signing Matt Rule to a seven year sixty three million dollar deal. I'm not 20- I'm, I'm not so sold on Tepper either. Don't get me started on David Tepper. Uh, he was fired for sure. He should be he should be fired if he wasn't a billionaire. He should be fired. Um, No, it's cool. So seven years, $63 million deal in 2020. The Panthers have squandered draft capital in search of a quarterback, whiffed on the biggest veterans on the market, and now find themselves in worse shape than when he arrived. Bro. Not wrong. Yeah, but how much say did Matt Rule have in it? He had a lot, right? Yeah, he did. He he had final say. He had final say in all all acquisitions. That's what I thought, yeah. So you can't really blame the GM. The GM's probably sitting there like – (laughs) like this guy (laughs) one of the things that does suck about matt rule's firing though is he brought in a guy from lsu who you guys may recognize and his name is phil snow phil snow is the only reason that the carolina panthers had a chance in any game this year and when carolina kicked him out the door matt rule out the door they also kicked phil snow out the door because he was Matt Rule's guy. And they put Steve Wilkes in as both the interim head coach and the defensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes, if you remember, got one season, which is very odd for NFL coaches. He got one Cardinals, season right? with the Cardinals, and he went 3-13. and 13. That was Josh Rosen's season. As a defensive-minded coach, he went 3-13. and 13. I'm not excited for Carolina. Well, you know, actually, Carolina, like, you, you want to talk about historical patterns. Carolina has done this twice now. Maybe I should be excited for Carolina, right? John Fox, near the end of his tour, crashed and burned. Left us with a team that we were like, we can't do anything with this team. So we hired Ron Rivera. And then all of a sudden, the next year, I'm like, holy cow, we won the division. We're in the playoffs. And then Matt Rule crashed, or uh, sorry, not Matt Rule. Ron Rivera crashed and burned, kind of because of the organization. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, hold on, one question for that: Did you guys yeah. resign Steve Smith? All right, uh, we did not resign Steve Smith. In fact, we traded Steve Smith and eight million dollars to the Baltimore Ravens just to be shredded for 150 yards by him on Week Four of that year. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me again. Um, Ron Rivera crashed and burned, right? So I was thinking, well, when Ron Rivera crashed and burned, well, Ron Rivera didn't really crash and burn though. So I guess that's that's a bad that's a bad metric. I'm I'm gonna skip over Ron Rivera. White coaches, <laughs> John Fox has crashed and burned. Matt Rule has crashed and burned. I hope we can get we can have an awful season this year. I hope we go one and fifteen. Well, so here it is. It's like you have one good coach, right? John Fox was a very good coach when he was there until the t- end tenure, right? 
I mean, we I mean, we have a bunch of Dom Capers was our was one of our who, first coaches. Good who, coach. Who was after John Fox? That's when you got Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Yep. Okay. So now you've had the worst of the worst. It can only go up from here. Yeah. I mean, who? But who? So, so who is? So who? I I I will I will give this, and I want it to be very short because we we don't need to get into this. But who is who is your top candidate? I will not allow you guys to say the same person. Eric, who is your top candidate for this Carolina Panthers coaching job? Mm. I my top candidate for any coaching job right now is still the enemy. Go get him. Nah, he's falling off. I w- once I saw the enemy arguing with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, because was- both these guys are smart guys, right? Both these guys understand media. They understand that they understand what we like to call in the military the CNN effect, right? And if tensions are boiling over that much on national TV behind the scenes, there is some bad, bad stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot to get there on national television. And you, you know what? We, we like to, we like to hate on the NFL, but maybe NFL organizations have it right on B enemy. Maybe he's not the guy to lead a team. Although I would love to see B enemy get a shot, but For sure he's we've we both soured on him this season right uh, there's a lot of unflattering reports about the enemy as well <laughs> like you can find it and just people are openly reporting about it but um leslie frazier up in buffalo because you guys essentially made buffalo the powerhouse right Ooh. you guys go <laughs> you go get from buffalo and be like hey your carolina kind of that's what Carolina represents in up, up in Buffalo. That's they're both Carolina products. So you go get someone who's out of that organization. You've seen what Brian Dayball can do and you bring him to the Carolina Panthers and that defense, you get him having Jeremy chin running around. You get him, you get him with uh, burns on, on the, on the edge. Burns, Yeah. I mean, your linebacker core has a dude who I just learned about this year. What? Oh, man. Eric, can you look up Carolina linebackers? He has a fun name to say. But the dude was flying around the field against the Saints. That dude was everywhere. So Leslie Frazier with that would be fantastic. But they, they've got to fix that quarterback situation. They're, you don't even have average play. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no. how bad it is. Leslie Frazier, by the way, in his four seasons with the Minnesota Vikings starting in 2010, ending in 2013, 21 and 32. That's a 39% winning percentage. So, uh, you talking about Frankie Louvu? Yeah. Yeah. Louvu, bro. Louvu. That kid's, that kid's a fucking dynamite player on the field. So, one of the things with Frankie Louvu is he's, he's been that guy that would have never gotten an opportunity. You, you, you talk about like, Commanders players and Jaguars players and guys, the teams that are so bad that like the man gets the man's going to get a second contract. It may not be from the Panthers, but he's going to get he played his way into a second contract because they had nobody else. And he was just he's he has not been a good linebacker. Really? His, his first year, he wasn't a good linebacker. His second year, he was a below average linebacker. Now this year, because he has, I think he's played in the league four or five years now, because he's had four or five years of just 
playing? This this is my thing. Anybody that makes it to the NFL can be a great player in five or six years if they're just given the opportunity to play for five or six years. Bro, like that's that practice and that reps. I mean, like the perfect guy I think of now, now that you've broken down Luvu, like I, I he only popped for me this Yeah, this he was season. drafted in 2018 so by the Jets. I, I did not know he's played that long. So clearly he's popping now for a reason, but, Oh, I think I lost my train of thought. No, AJ Klein. You remember AJ Klein? Oh, bro, dude. I do remember AJ Klein. Don't say that name around me, man. He's that's that's a legend, bro. The, he played for both the Panthers and the saints and that dude purely played because he's played so much. He just knew what was going on. He wasn't overwhelmed. He was ready to go. Like, he was nothing flashy. He'd go out, get you seven, eight tackles. Uh, every once in a while, he'd get maybe a pass breakup or, or a tackle for loss. But that dude was just solid as fuck. That's exactly oh. who this kid reminds me of. He's your new AJ Klein. Oh, God, dude. Who was the – I'm trying to think of the Miami Dolphins linebacker, white Miami Dolphins linebacker, who was Kiko? just like – No, not Kiko Alonso. Before Kiko Alonso. Cameron oh, Wake. I'm not gonna. No, he's a white guy. Zach uh, Thomas. What? Zach Thomas. I feel way. I think that's who I'm thinking of. Wow. Like Zach. Like Zach Thomas was that kind of guy. That yeah, was pull like, up a photo, Eric. Let's, let's let's and add it to the stream. Let's see who the Zach Thomas character was. Is. Like was like never like was like never good. Or it was like never great, but he was always like the dude you like. He was there on every play. He's like the old school dude. He just looks like such an old school linebacker. Like back when steroids were like kind of cool. Oh, it's oh. Like Mike Allstad. Yo, yo, I'm, bod- I'm, I'm, job, bodying, I'm bodying Zach Thomas as my man has five all pros and he was added to the Hall of Fame all 2000s team. My bad, Zach Thomas. Yo, I have no clue who this guy Yo, is. Yo, pull up that fifth photo. Fifth, fifth top row, fifth. Fifth photo. <laughs> that's, that's, dude, that is a, that is an early 2000s <laughs> linebacker for you right there. Holy cow. Pull up that, pull up that padded picture on the top row. Oh, man, dude. Yeah, this, that's, this that's. Is- I don't remember him at all. That's 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 <laughs> dude. That's a linebacker's linebacker. That, I love him already. I need to go watch some highlight film on this dude. Yo, I, I bet it'd be Eric. Eric, pull up a highlight video. Pull up Zach Thomas highlight. Video. I bet you. I bet you, Eric. Not Eric. <laughs> I bet you this dude. I bet you he'd murder him. Eric. Well, that too. <laughs> he would murder everybody in this group. <laughs> no, nah, I could. The take fuck. Him. Nah, I'd nah, juke him. Nah, I could take him. <laughs> yeah, I'd juke him. He only won five All Pros, dude. Like, yeah, but he's like fifty something now with CTE. I think I got him. Exactly. <laughs> oh, right now, yeah, right now. <laughs> Blow it up big. Oh, diamonds. Nice plug, Eric. No free advertising. Well, what do I mean to do? I can't skip it for another second, Eric. You could have removed and re-added, bro. All right, dude. My bad. My bad. 
Oh, what happened now? Here we go. Here we go. Hey, hold up before you, before you, dude. Hey, shout out, shout out, Dave Wanstead. Never heard of Dave Wanstead as the Miami Dolphins head coach. Hold on. Well, hold on. While we're watching that, let's see what Dave Wanstead's career record is. Hold on, Eric. Pause it real quick and then shout out what what place you're playing this video from so we can make sure we YouTube plug them. Yeah, no, the the channel on YouTube. Uh damn, what is this channel called? It's right the, there. Where the young this? young mayo. Y U N G Mayo. God, Eric, why'd you say <laughs> yeah. The Eric. young mayo, Eric. You sounded fifty-four years old. Dude, Dave, street cred dude, went out the window. His street cred went bro, out the window. Dude, I'm, dude, I'm probably saying this. I'm probably saying this uh, awful, but my boy Dave, my boy Davey Dubs, uh, was a pretty good head coach. Well, yeah, that's why we remember him. Uh, 80, 82 and eighty-seven in the NFL. That's all right. That's like Eli Manning, and Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame. 42 and 31 in the uh in the uh, NCAA. Yeah, we're having he some took... issues here. I don't know if I'm able to play the video, fellas. What if you uh, lower the quality of the video? We'll probably get demonetized anyway. <laughs> we're already we're already there. We're already demonetized. We're kicking it with our dude David Duke, remember Eric? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was before, well, that was that was before we were on video. Eric came to look at the right camera anyway, so it doesn't matter. Man, we're, we're gonna do this. You know what? I'm done sharing my screen. You guys, you it's guys not have... loading anyways. It's oh, as soon as bad. soon as I stop sharing it, I just see a big white dude killing killing motherfuckers. It's because we're not sharing anymore. Right. Ooh, he just killed Eric Decker. <laughs> but everybody, Damn. everybody Eric... killed Eric Decker. That's why he's not playing anymore. Yo, Eric Decker's limping around somewhere. That dude got lit up every time he caught the ball, bro. Fearless, fearless. Shout out Eric Decker and Zach oh. Thomas. What a what a who's who. What a, when, what a what a murderer's when, row of unknown white guys. When did Zach Thomas play? Like, what was the years? Was it was it nineties to two thousands? Uh, so he played thirteen seasons. Uh, his first season was come on, Pro Football Reference, uh, nineteen ninety six. Okay. So he and he was... played with Miami every year up until his last year. He played with the uh, Cowgirls. Wow. Oh. He's a typical Cowgirls linebacker. <laughs> He's what Leighton Vander Esch wants to be. Yeah, he, he played wow. 16 games, uh, started 14 games, and had 94 tackles that year, which is – those are rookie numbers. Yeah, only 94 tackles. Anybody can yeah. get that. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta jump in front of a run back, a running back, like four times a game, and you can get that. It's like five tackles a game, though. Eric, <laughs> Eric, do four tackles times sixteen for me. No, no, I know I'm not accurate. Let's just keep it. All right, we're 27 minutes in, and we ain't even got to pop now. Oh, now he's concerned. So we about gotta time. now, now we gotta start. We gotta no, we gotta get it going. Executive producer kicked in. There it is. Oh, I've been telling wow. him to keep us on track. All right, so pop culture pick him. We're doing top five chips. This should be relatively easy uh, as long as Nick isn't long-winded like always. Give us uh, the order, Eric, and then whoever's first, kick it off. So this week it's going to be Nick, Eric, Jermaine. Uh, my first chip is the blue chip, as in the recruit. <laughs> I love a good blue chip recruit. <laughs> Yo, I accept it. Accept it. 
accepted, bro. It's a chip. You didn't say you didn't say edible chips. There's it's a chip. What do you want? It's a clever answer, bro. Eric, you're telling me you don't want a blue chip recruit? Everybody wants a blue chip recruit. First of all, yeah, I, the Saints need one at quarterback. So I'll take a blue chip right. all day long, bro. Texas, Texas could use a couple of oh edible chips. Edible chips. I mean, I mean you could eat them. There's a no, new, dude, there's a documentary. All right, Jeffrey. All right, Jeffrey. Halloween costume, by the way. Uh, edible chips. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll. Since Eric is getting all technical about this, uh, lime tostitos. Same dude who wanted Alfredo pasta and a <laughs> right. steak. All Ridiculous. Of a and a tic- rib platter. All of a sudden, get it tic- technical. Can I get 16 meals as my first meal? Uh, I'm going to take uh, Tostitos with hint of lime as my first chip. You son of a bitch. I have to rethink my strategy here, bro. I didn't think anyone was going to pick that number one. That's, that's Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I guess the chip I'm most addicted to. I haven't had a bag in a while, so might have to go to the corner store. Uh, Hot Cheetos. All right, I'll take Tostitos scoops, and then uh, I'll take poker chips. <laughs> no, Jermaine, those aren't edible. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, dude, just. Just uh, ruffles, but uh, regu- regular bitch. ruffles, bro. Yeah, those are good. I'm gonna go purple bag takis. I had this. I had the. Those ruffles. are not chips. <laughs> you mean they're not chips? Those they're are rolled not corns. Chips. They're rolled those corn. Are, tortillas. Rolled corn. If you're taking takis, chips I'm come in different poker chips. Chips. Yeah, come in I get. Chips if you're taking takis, I get blue chips back as my number one pick. All right, fine. I'll put blue chips on. No, no, okay. we're just messing with you. I right, know. Don't, don't give it to us. I, I, I nah, want let's... Back. All right, talk blue chip talking. Uh, I had Ruffles, uh, uh, what is it, sour cream and cheddar for lunch today. Dude, those slap with like a turkey sandwich. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm just going to go. I- I'm going to kind of continue the same vein that Jermaine is. I'm going to go just Lay's original. A good bag of Lay's original with like a with a sandwich with the the yellow oh. the yellow plastic in the bag is just not as thick as the other ones. Your, oh. your fingers are sticky. Oh. Like that, the quality of that overall product is Listen, not good, but it I'm, slaps. I'm gonna describe the perfect lunch to you right now at 31. The perfect lunch: bag of Lay's original chips, turkey sandwich, American cheese, yellow mustard, and a Capri Sun. Maybe a Gatorade. Maybe a Gatorade. The drink can be your choice. Back in the day, it was like a Sobe Pina Colada. Pina Colada. Dude, Sobe. (laughs) Remember that? Remember that? Dude. Or Fruitopia. Oh, my goodness, bro. (laughs) Childhood was fire, bro. All that sugar and bad shit for you. Dude, who cares? Look at the man it made. Look at the man it made today. Hey, Bro, this was built by the '90s, baby. You just pouring half a bag of sugar and Kool Aid. <laughs> that's that's what built this, baby. One time, me and my brother played video games and drank so much Kool Aid straight, like for a period of time, we had a, a wild headache, bro. <laughs> dude, there was dude like 
I don't know if people do this anymore. Like kids do this and people, if kids do this anymore, but like you used to like get with like your friends, maybe like one or like five of them. And you should just like chug two liters at like 11 when your parents and, and you normally have like a, a, a house, like a basement you'd go to. And it was away. It was like two floors away from the parents' bedroom. So you wouldn't wake them up. And you would just like party. It was like kid cocaine. And you'd be up until like four o'clock in the morning playing Goldeneye or some shit or like Mario Party. NFL Blitz. Oh, and you would just be like up until 4 a.m. And at 4 a.m. you would just like go to sleep with like whatever. Jet Force Gemini. With like whatever. You'd like wear a backpack as a pillow. Like, <laughs> backpack is like a blanket. You would sleep in your buddy's uh, stuffed animal pit. 100%, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. You, yes. you come down. Listen, all you right, come that's down enough, there. That's enough reminiscing. Yeah, Let's get true. into the third part. Uh, all right. All right. So, Lays, you know, I, can I, since Eric picked Cheetos, can I, or he picked Hot Cheetos, can I pick Cheetos? Yeah, those are two distinguishedly I, different I'm gonna take. Cheetos. I'm going to take Cheetos. A bag of Cheetos slaps. It's the Hot Cheetos is way better, though. I disagree. All right, it's on site now, Nick. It's because he can't <laughs> handle the burn. It's on. Yeah, that's right. He just passed like, the space team in today. It's like it's like it's, what, like it's like all your girlfriends, Eric. They just can't handle the burn. Hey, that's why. That's why. He, that's why Nick takes the pills after he gets chlamydia, bro. I just fight through that shit. Anyway, uh, with my third pick, I'm gonna go with uh, the flaming hot Fritos. There's a certain theme that I think Eric's going for here. He's flaming hot, bro. Yep. All right. So I'd like to take chocolate chips. Ooh. My guy. They're, they they got to be edible. How oh, many, how many, how many restrictions are you going to put on this thing? You gave me the, you're punishing my creativity for hitting me with edible, and I hit you with chocolate chips. Are chocolate chips not one of your favorite kinds of chips? No. Oh. That's, that's a, a lie. That's, that's a, a lie because you're angry. That's, that's a hot a lie. take, Eric. Why Why is it not one of your top chips? Because you're just egging me on. You know what I meant by the word chips, all right? They have to be deep fried, potato based, or something, or corn tortilla based, or something. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't, this is just between me and you guys. I, I really thought you meant championships, Eric. <laughs> I was like, All right, dude. I'm just going to put chips. chocolate chips. No, 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 no. No, Eric. Quit being a baby. Santitas. That's funny as hell that he said that. Yo, the Santitas yellows, yellow bag, Eric. Just the salty Mexican corn chips. Restaurant-style corn chips, yeah. Yeah, those are those are Those, 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 those are ones are so good, bro. You those eat, are the best you chips could, for queso. Dude, the, those, those chips are like those chips that you eat like a thing of salsa and then you run out of the salsa and you just throw the salsa tin to the side. You just keep eating the chips. Well, yeah, I agree, dude. Look, all of the ones I get, it's cause I like eating dip with my chips. So that's why I have those, <laughs> my three hitters. Cause to- Tostito scoops is the most phenomenally brilliant idea in the history known to man. Um, all right, so for my fourth chips, I'm going to take uh, the the partner to fish and chips. <laughs> Yo, I got you guys, bro. You're 
so angry, hot, bro. bro. I'm about to put my resignation letter in, bro. I can't handle this. Denied. Yo, Eric, we didn't pay you anything, so you, you're here on – it's all volunteer service. Yo, he was not ready for me to have another one. He was not, dude. I'll take Pringles, Eric, but damn, I oh, love, damn, I love it, dude. I love it. That's so great. It's just anarchy at this point. He was so hot, bro. I'm not hot. It's just like, how many can we? It's like the dad jokes. Like every morning, I wake up to two dad jokes. Like <clears> they gotta run out at some point. And if they're gone, Eric, you'll miss them. Eh, it's debatable. Um, with my fourth pick, I'll probably, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Limon Lays. Limon Lays. Okay. It's, I don't, li- it's Lime yeah, Lays. Is I, yeah, I don't think I've ever had those. Really? There, I mean, if you like Lays, imagine putting a Mexican amount of lime on them. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. And then you uh, buy your own hot <laughs> yeah. sauce? Yeah, yeah exactly, dude, because those are limey, bro. And it's like a Mexican made those Lays. It's hysterical. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to take Chip off the old block. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sure, I could be a Chip off the old block for Jesus Christ. That works. <laughs> my fourth pick. My fourth pick. I'm going to take Cape Cod Kettle Cooked Chips. Jesus Just an absolute great beach snack. <laughs> it's not that funny, fellas. It's, it's not that funny. God is. We're, we're thirty eight minutes into this, and it, we're, it kind of is. It, it is because you're super grumpy that we keep naming chips that are that meet the rules of best chip. <laughs> the best part is, it's like, <laughs> just it's you on wanna, video this time. We're live right now. That's the best part. Is you really want to be a chip off the old block? You want to be like your old man? All if right, they say, right. "Hey, man, you're just a chip off the old block." Eric's right. We've been fucking around. We need to speed this up. All right, here's a new description. Top five chips in a bag that you buy at a store usually come corn-based or (laughs) flour-based. That's kind of wordy. Or potato-based. That's the specific parameters for you motherfuckers now. Eric, how many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? I don't know, dude. None. None. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, dude. We're, We're done annoying you, Eric. Jesus. No fun. Is it, Nick, it's your last pick. Oh, last pick. Um, man. You know what? I'm going to go with with some with, with a classic when I'm at the grocery store, some Stacy's pita chips with an order of hummus. Well, we'll allow pita. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I just—I was waiting for the rules committee to speak up on that one. <laughs> no wonder we've only had a four-team playoff. But I seem to—I sn- <laughs> seem to sneak it under the radar. You—you uh, you did. He gave up, dude. He wasn't fighting that fight no more. Right. Uh, with my last pick, um, man, I'm running out of stuff that I eat here. Oh, the Lay's Limon Chile ones, the the red bag. <laughs> okay, so we got three different types just, of Lay's. It's Eric just naming hot or lime chips. Yeah. That's I all just, I eat. 
I was waiting for him to say Lay's flaming hot potato chips. Like barbecue chips suck, sour cream chips suck, cheddar cheese sucks. It's all about the spice, dude. Anyway, Jermaine, uh, your last pick. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take wood chips. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers. I'm not going to stop. Oh, my God. Eric, I'll take edge of the green rough chips, please, for my honorable mention. I'll take a good close to the pin chip, please. Yo, I'll take Doritos, the salsa verde, the one that comes with the green bag. Oh, that's a good Oh, man. That's a good there's one for a honorable one. mention. There's a, there's a new you know they one. make them round now? The Dorito salsa verde come round now instead of triangle? Oh, no, I'm out. I had them when I was in Phoenix. I don't want that anymore. Give me any other chip, bro. Like, what? No chance. Doritos are triangles. That's their whole gimmick. Their logo is literally a triangle. Wow. Okay. I guess that's what I'm sticking with. (laughs) Like, I'm screwed now. I didn't know they made them that way. I would never buy them. Ever. All right. I want to give us the list, and then we're going to keep it pushing. Um, so you give Nick, your pick, the, pick yet? Oh yeah, you, you yeah. chose the flaming uh, lemon. We don't we don't need honorable mentions. Uh, the last Nick went first. He had lime tostitos, Lay's originals, cheesy Cheetos, Cape Cod kettle cooked chips, and Stacy's pita chips with a side of hummus. I went second. I had hot Cheetos, purple bag takis, flaming hot Fritos, limon Lay's, and limon chili Lay's. Jermaine had Tostino Scoops, Ruffles, Santitas Yellow Bag, Pringles, and the Dorito Salsa Verde. That's our top five chips. End of end of discussion. We're moving into the next thing. So for this week, we're going to do a wild card review. I don't know shit about baseball, so I'm going <laughs> to toss it over to Nick. No, you got to walk us through. Yeah, no. Played, what, what do you mean? Yeah, you can what, still read score lines. Yeah, what happened here, EP? We got him frazzled now, bro. He's yeah. upset. He's just All right. you, you can still read. You can still tell people what happened, and I'll give my opinion on it. Oh, is that what we're doing? Let me see. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do. Yeah, Eric, reviews. it's a podcast. I give All my right. opinion. To people. So for the Whoa. wild card, we had four series. Shut up. Four man. series. Um, two in the NL, two in the AL. We had the uh, Rays and Guardians, Mariners and Blue Jays, Padres and Mets, and Phillies and Cardinals. We're gonna start with the Rays and Guardians. The Guardians swept that series 2-0. What are you guys' takes? The Rays are who we thought they were. And we <laughs> let them off the hook. That's no. 100%. We picked the Guardians. Neither of us, no, I don't think anybody on this podcast was shocked. We all had Guardians. Uh, the Rays' offense is non-existent. They need to get somebody who can score runs on that team in order for them to, to actually reach that potential. But until then, there'll be a fringe... Uh, playoff team and nothing further. All right. Well, the Guardians are the youngest team in baseball with an average of 26.3 uh, years old for their players. Um, like I said, contact hitting, speed defense. And the other thing I said, deep bullpen. It's going to take them far in the playoffs. The next series was the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. We had another sweep. The Mariners swept 2-0. Thoughts? Yeah, I really don't care who won. I, I I really didn't care who who won this series. But if you don't think that the Mariners are playing with house money at this point, you're absolutely wrong. 
right? This game very easily could have gone to game three. Mariners down 8-1, and they storm back to tie it and then beat the Blue Jays? I mean. Yo, that was an amazing game to watch. And I was just like, of course, we're two games into playoff baseball. Shout out Major League Baseball, by the way. I want to give them kudos. I try to do it because we bash them so much. But a single day of all elimination games is one of the most amazing ideas anyone has ever come up with. And I don't think they planned it that way. I don't think that was a byproduct of it. I think it was a happy accident because that's how dumb Major League Baseball is. But, man, it was great. It was so much fun to watch. I I loved every second of this wild card round. But we're talking about the Mariners who blew the lead today. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so I want to get your opinion on it. I mean, we'll, we'll probably, we probably won't cover this until the next round. So somebody was telling me that, Jordan Alvarez. So for those of you who don't know at home, the Mariners were up seven to five in the bottom of the ninth in Houston, two runners on two outs with Robbie Ray, the reigning ALSI young pitcher at, at the, uh, on the mound, on the bump. They said that Jordan Alvarez's home run was more impressive and more clutch than Kirk Gibson's home run. By the way, to send the Dodgers to the World Series. What? It was the most impressive walk-off home run of all time. Is is something that I said. Not to mention that Joe Carter hit a walk-off home run to win the World Series for the Toronto Blue Jays. People seem to forget that. <laughs> that in 1993, a man hit a walk-off home run to win a World Series in Toronto. Well, that's the problem. It's Cana- It's Canada. Canada. Right. Canadian, those, those darn Canadian gooses. It's Canada, bro. So Americans, like, we're not going to remember that fondly, and that's usually where we're getting Major League Baseball coverage from. So that's kind of well. Since that was brought up, I'm going to read you an article from Bleacher Report real quick. They had the top 50 greatest uh, home run walk offs. I'm not going to go through 50. Number one, Bill Mazeroski, 1960 World Series Game Seven. Oh. oh Number okay. two. Joe Carter, 1993 World Series Game 6. Hey, professional podcast. He only got one-upped by a Game 7 walk-off. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, 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 the Bill Mazeroski 1961 was the shot heard around the world, right? It doesn't say. Here, I'll look that up. Keep going, Eric. Okay, yeah. All right, so number three. I don't know why this is here, but Bobby Thomas in the 1951 NL playoff. Oh, uh, Okay. I don't know about who that. did who did Bobby Thomas play for? Who were they playing? What were the so, stakes? Does it say anything like that? Uh, he played for the Giants. They won thirty seven of their final forty four games. It was that you know how they used to do the one game playoff to right. get in. It was right. that game, and they it was one of the, they were back thirteen and a half games when the run started, and that home run got them into the playoffs. They won. Th- hold on, say say the the wins out of games, thirty seven out of forty four. <laughs> oh. Holy crap. 
that's, that's a, really that's impressive. a red hot baseball <laughs> that's team. That's impressive. Bro. Okay, I'll listen. I'll buy it. Number three, let's go. Hey, good for you, so, Bill Thomas. Before before we push forward, it, uh, the shot heard around the world is the game winning home run hit by New York Giants outfielder Robbie Thompson in 1951. So that's what you were talking about, Eric. Oh, cool. Oh, that uh, was that was the shot heard around the world. Wait, hold on. Thompson. It doesn't say that in no, this article. The, no, the shot heard around the world was Bill Mazeraski. 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 I Googled shot heard around the world baseball and went to Wikipedia, and they're talking about Bobby Thompson. Oh, it, it does say that the home run oh. would, become, would come to be known as a shot heard around the world, and Russ Hodges' call of the game and his repeating of the Giants win the pennant. And oh, that was okay. For the one That's that what you it is. Okay. For Bobby Thompson. No, oh, no, that was for Bobby Thompson. That was for Bobby okay. Thompson. Okay. Oh, we've heard no. that call. Number yeah. four was Kurt Gibson in the 88 World Series for the Dodgers. To win it, right? Yep. Number how, five. How, how, is, how, is, how is it better then? The, 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 baseball, the baseball opponents are starting to be like, oh, it was, the, it was a better win probability swing than Kurt Gibson's. I don't care. <laughs> Kurt Gibson on a hobbled leg hit a home run to win a World Series. It's not better. <laughs> Very true. Uh, number five, Carlton Fisk for the 75 Red Sox. Oh, the wave. When he yeah. waved it fair. Oh, this uh, is all iconic. This is, number, <laughs> I love this list. Number six, Kirby Puckett, 91 World Series game six for the Twins. Minnesota Twins, yeah. Down 3-2. Was that a walk-off? That was a walk-off? Yeah. Yeah, or or game. tied it? It, would, it was a walk-off. Not to win the series. Hold on, I but I believe he 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 walked off Game Six and then won it on like a walk off single in Game Seven, right? Kirby Puckett, I think, hit two walk offs in that World Series. He hit a walk off. He, he tied it in Game Six, and I think he walked it off in Game Seven. Can you look that up, Jermaine? Sure. What was it? It was it was it was it's Kirby Puckett. I think it was the 1991 World Series. Yeah, for the Twins. Oh, baby. Look at this. Wait, you already oh, looked yeah, it up? No, I didn't look it up. I was I literally just guessed that it was the 91. All right, so I'm going to keep it pushing. Uh, this one should be excluded, but I'm going to say it because I have to. Uh, number seven, Aaron Boone in the 03 AS- ALCS it's game so seven. Good, Eric. It's so good. You can't be angry at it. It's so good, dude. Number eight, Derek Jeter, 2001 World Series game four. Uh, was 2001 the Subway Series? No, that's the that's the one where they lost to the uh, Diamondbacks. That was 2000 then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, nine, Chris Chambliss, Chambliss, 76 ALCS game five. Okay. Uh, for the Royals. And then... Number 10, David Ortiz, 2004, ALCS, Game 4. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you which can't. Sparked, which sparked. Yeah, you the, can't. Yeah, you can't not. Back. You can't not have a top 10 list without that. That's had a, lost, that was a walk-off? That was a walk-off? Yeah, we, yeah, we lost the Game 3, 19-8. We were down 4-3. We had a run on base. Poppy went up the base and ended the game in the 12th. Yeah, one of the best stories about that is they go after that Game 3, uh, just bludgeoning by the Yankees. Kevin Millar goes in the clubhouse and they all share a bottle of Jack Daniels. And Kevin Millar goes, we're not fucking losing this series. And if that, if that, if they lose the series, it just turns out to be guys getting drunk in the clubhouse. And now it's, it is a, it is a hero's tale. Did you find that Jermaine? 
I'm trying to find it, but let's I see. The game thought... went to extra, hit a game-winning home run to send the game to seven. Um, I thought he then yeah. hit a walk-off in game seven. I'm not seeing that. After game six, the uh, home run ball was caught with a gold-colored set. What the? What does that matter? <laughs> no, there's only been two walk-offs in a game seven. Bill Mazeroski for Pittsburgh in 60 and at Forbes Field to beat the Yankees. And then Joe Carter 33, later, 33, year later, 33 years later for the Philadelphia Phillies. Walk-off home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Because Luis Gonzalez hit a walk off to beat the to beat the Yankees with the Astros. So here's the thing: the Twins went on to win Game Seven, one zero. So I I don't really let's, have any. It was a it was a ninety one World Series, right? Yeah. All right, we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. So Eric brought up that list. We were discussing the Jordan Alvarez from the divisional series. Let's keep it pushing into the NL wild cards, and then we we'll get right. to the divisional round. So we had the for the first NL game or series, we had the Phillies Cardinals. Phillies ended up winning that series two zero. Thoughts? Oh, they won the series two zero. I was like, they won the game, the whole thing two <laughs> zero. Uh, I mean, we're, I mean, I, I really think that like this whole first weekend was what we said last week. We're mm-hmm. finally seeing a Phillies. Like if the Cardinals win, then we get to see the playoff Cardinals and it's not a team that anybody wants to see. But if the Phillies win, we're finally getting to see playoff Phillies. Now it took an almost impossible comeback in the bottom of the ninth from the Phillies. From the top of the ninth, excuse me, from the Phillies to win game one against the Cardinals. But they did, and then they won again to sweep the series. And we're finally getting to see the this Philly, this vaunted Phillies team in playoff action. So we'll we'll see how they do. So are they the dark horse now? With the Mets out, are they the dark in, horse now? In the NL? Yeah. 100%, yeah. All right. So then we had one more series. Um... Uh, and this is the only one that wasn't a sweep. We had the San Diego Padres uh, beating the Mets two to one, or winning the series two to one. I told you guys last week. This is the battle of who wants to win it least. <laughs> Who's gonna blow it more? And what a what a more met way to blow it than just to get absolutely trounced by the Padres in a game <laughs> three, in a game three of a wild card. Yo, Eric texted us game one, say game one. I think it was like the second, first or second inning that his brother, what'd your brother text you? Mets are metting. Bro. Mets are metting. Listen, this game, game goes one. Game this game one. goes, this game, you, you take the old, like, here's my argument to Mets fans. You take the old format. You guys lose in one game. You take the new format, you guys lose in three games. You take the best of five format, you lose in five games. You take the best of seven format, you lose in... There is no alternate reality. We can all agree on this in this podcast. There is no alternate dimension. There is no alternate reality in which the Mets do not lose this series. Oh, Oh my God. The fucking Uh, Mets, dude. 
There was no, there was no ball bounces this way, uh, but the, the it could have bounced this way. There was a play in this Padres game where the ball bounced off the back. The first baseman had to jump up and catch it, and in the air, throw it to the pitcher, and they still got the Mets guy out running down first base. Like there are, there was nothing that happened in this series that wasn't ordained to happen. The Mets shall lose. I don't know who they pissed off, but they did a good job. Uh, shout out my hometown Padres. Man, I was hype. And the way they won is exactly how I called it. The Padres are hot, bro. The Padres are hot. And what did Eric, what was the Freddie Freeman quote? Uh, Freddie Freeman of the Los Angeles Dodgers said, uh, the difference between the Padres and the Dodgers is uh, the Padres are hot now and we've been hot for seven months. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's what a line, though. I mean, you don't want to give you don't want to give like teams additional bulletin board material, but the Dodgers are the are the best team in this postseason. It's not even close, bro. The Dodgers are like twenty one and five against the Padres this year. So yes, um, but Freddie Freeman for Manny ex- fucking Machado. He's yeah, but look, dude, the Padres are gonna have to do something like they're gonna have to do something the Red Sox did to break their curse to beat this Dodgers team. It's gonna take something that historic because the Dodgers own them already. The Dodgers quietly went ran a, a one hundred and twelve games. Quietly. Quietly. Because <laughs> we were all talking about pool holes and judge that we forgot about winning baseball games. So I was like sitting over here like. It's incredible. The, the Astros have the most wins. Even I was caught off guard by that. Yeah. All right. So that's going to lead us into the uh, divisional series. Um, for the AL, we have the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros. And the Guardians of Cleveland at the Yankees. We've actually already had the Astros and Mariners play one game, and the Yankees and Guardians are currently in the in the middle of their first game. Uh, so no NL today, correct? NL no, no. is tomorrow. All, all four of them are, are. It's all they've all played today. They've all played today. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, Padres that, and Dodgers is on currently. Me. That was my fault. Uh, dude, why are they overlapping? I don't want it. baseball's playoff schedule is kind of frustrating. Anyways, um, so we're talking about who the first matchup was. Who the first matchup this morning was, or not this morning, but at one p.m. was the Seattle Mariners in Houston at the uh, Astros. Ugh, I don't want to relive this. You hate you hate to see it end here, but it's going to be the Astros. Yeah. So here's the thing: like maybe I could have been swayed if the Mariners held on to their eight whatever lead um but they blew an eight something lead against a team that was cold because they haven't played live baseball in i think the time off in between was five days um they didn't even get it done they gave it up at the end so how can i expect them to win it's stros and probably three yeah i would say this this tonight might have been the thing that broke the Mariners' backs. 
yeah, the, now the Strohs aren't scared of them, right? Because if they came out and jumped all over them, the Strohs would be like, all right, we got to at least respect our opponents. Now they're like, bro, they had us down, and we hit the walk-off. Like, hey, let's keep it pushing. We're on to the, yeah. we're on to the CS. All right, uh, man, that's sad. What's the hey, g- what's 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 the non non uh, non gambling saying? Great teams win bad games. Yeah, that's true. Eric, do you have the odds for um, Stros to win in three? Uh oh, I think I set him up. I don't think he had the odds up. No, I have baseball odds up. I just don't have exact game ones. Let me see if I can pull that up. Oh, okay. Well, we can we we can move on. So, talk about where am I? Stroh's got to be negative one thousand to to win this year. Negative one thousand. So, a uh, couple of division series uh, happening now. Eric named the first one: uh, Astros and Mariners, uh, Phillies and Braves. Right now, ha- happening in the NLDS. Jermaine, what do you think about Phillies Braves? Before you answer. The Phillies won seven six today. The Phillies won today. Seven six. Atlanta scored three runs in the ninth, but Philly held them off. Yeah. Okay. I'm not shocked. Did you not just hear what I said about a, a baseball team who was off for five days? They had to get their rhythm back. Congratulations, Phillies. You held them off. The Atlanta Braves are about to get in that ass, though. Philly wins this series. No. Nah. Uh, I'm going Braves. I obviously picked him to win the World Series, so I'm obviously not off the bandwagon because uh, a rested team lost in a baseball game. Give me so, a team who played baseball more recent in all those matchups always. So um, DraftKings is kind of being weird right now. They don't have – the only series that they have up right now is the Phillies-Braves. So the series winner, the Phillies are minus 165 favorites. The Braves are plus 135 dogs. Um, if – if you pick a Philly sweep, it's plus 320. If you pick Phillies 3-1, it's plus 280. Phillies 3-2, plus 500. And then any Braves win is above plus 500. Um, and then series total games, over 3.5, minus 390. Under 3.5, plus 320. Under 4.5, minus 165. And over 4.5, plus 135. Bro. The fact that you can get Braves plus money after just one game is kind of crazy. Yeah, kind of crazy. I think the I, I think the Phillies are going to win this series, but I would def, I I might actually go put money on the Braves right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Atlanta Atlanta three one is plus five hundred, and Atlanta three two is uh, plus two seventy. If you want to try and get the exact exact number of games, I mean, you put you put money enough to cover both bets. As long as they as long as they end up winning, you're hitting big on that because yeah. those are both plus money. Yeah. Um, that's what I recommend to all Braves believers. But if you're like Nick, who's off the Braves aren't good uh, after one game, then ride the fills. Phil's, I think you said Phil's 3-1 was plus money still? Yes. Let me get, get back to that page. Sorry. Uh, Braves, correct score, 3-1. Or you said Phil's 3-1 is plus 280. Bro, that's a fantastic bet. Plus 280, Phil's 3-1? 3-2 is plus 500. Yeah, but 
That's oh, that's least likely is what they're saying. What are, so Nick, if you're gonna bet Braves to win the series outright, double hedge your own bet, put it on three one fills, three two three two fills, and the only thing you root against is a sweep. What's a <laughs> yeah? What's a Philly sweep, Eric? Oh, Plus three twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm putting a Philly sweep anyway. I'm just joking. Um. Okay, so. We there, there's a little bit of disagreement. Eric, settle this disagreement on the podcast. I have the Phillies. Uh, Jermaine has the Braves. Um, I'm still gonna go with the Braves, Bum. just because of <laughs> of you know they have they went deep last year. They have the experiences. The first time we've seen these bums in the playoffs, and they're massively under under uh, underperform all the time. So I'm gonna go with the Braves, but seeing the Phillies wouldn't be cool. So. Second uh, second NLDS matchup, Padres and Dodgers. Right now, Dodgers are up uh, 2-0 mid-third. Bro, look, Eric, tell me Dodgers sweep is negative money. Tell, tell uh, me. Remember I told you I can't get live odds on those because uh, the, right. game's in, the game's in action. Dodgers, Eric, there's no the way. you're the executive producer. Dodgers got to be better. Be. I'm going to send a salacious email to DraftKings. Or be the executive producer and get the odds from yesterday. <laughs> Come on, Eric. <laughs> Travel do, back in time and get the odds. Do unrealistic things. Stand, I'll work on it. Stand on your butt. Do unrealistic things. Look, dude. If, if Dodgers my if Dodgers sweep is plus money, that's what you should bet. Can't bet it anymore. But after today, when the Dodgers beat the, the Padres and it's like seven zero, the Padres don't even score a run. Yeah. Uh, any Dodgers bet is going to be negative money. Negative. So you want nothing yeah. to do with this. What you want is to bet Padres and hope they win today. Because then you're playing with house money. Because the series still got still has to go to San Diego. I think I think if they win today, you bet Padres and you and you hope they pull it out. But if the Padres pull it out, Dave Roberts gets fired. Correct? No, I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. I I, I don't. I I, I think so. I think so. Achieve? Probably. Well, because because they they liked it because he probably has two or three more because of the World Series, and I know what you're going to say that it was done in a bubble and it was a fake year, and I agree with you. I, everything you're saying, I agree with you. But they're going to give him that time because he won one. So let's see if we can win, win one in a normal year. Well, then uh, agree with me after I go on my rant. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, how many years in a row can you give him arguably the greatest baseball team ever assembled? Like, he they traded for Scherzer and Trey Turner and lost last year. Right. What? <laughs> in what world? In what world are you losing? Right. I don't care who was hurt. You still have better talent than the other team, even with injuries. I don't get it. I hope the Dodgers blow it, though. So bet the Padres. What's the next series, Nick? So next series, uh, 
Eric, you already talked about. Uh, oh no, you were talking about the Guardians at first. So uh, ALDS, second ALDS one. Uh, Yankees and Guardians. Uh, Yankees are up four one right now in the top of the ninth. So looking to save and shut out the Guardians. Save and shut out the Guardians. Is Raldis Chapman it? Sa- sorry, sorry. Save, save it against the Guardians. Not shut out. Shut um, down. Um, uh, Aroldis Ar- Ar- Chapman is not in. There's so so for those of you who don't know, Aroldis Chapman is getting a lot of flack lately because as the for a long time premier closer that he was. You would think with the postseason experience that he has, you would like him on a roster. So the Yankees basically said, if you come to this workout, you, you need to come to this workout. <laughs> this workout is is was before the postseason started. Arodis Chapman goes, I'll come to the workout. By the way, legendary postseason compo- uh, closure. Closer, Jesus. Has pitched in... Uh, high leverage spot after high leverage spot. Oh, by the way, still throws over 100 miles per hour, which is always valuable in the modern game of baseball. Says, I will come to this workout if you guarantee me a spot on the postseason roster. The Yankees say, we cannot guarantee you a spot on the 27-man postseason roster. Arodis Chapman stays at home in Miami. He does not make it to the postseason roster. All time, you know what? I'm Team Chapman. All time, best move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, dude, honestly, it's a gangster line. Like, if you're if you're done with it already, like, <laughs> Why not pull something like that, bro? Right. But who who are you putting in over Araldis Chapman? Like, uh, you got Zach Britton still. <laughs> <laughs> you you got like I you you got Mariana Rivera. Like you yeah. got you got yeah. Who is who is the Yankees? Can you look, Eric? Can you look up who the Yankees closer is right now? I think Eric's indisposed. Let me look that up right now. Yeah, I mean, like Yankees closer. Who do you who do you have on the Yankees roster? Clay, who is Clay better? Holmes? How many? How Clay Holmes? Oh, Clay Holmes. Yeah, Clay Holmes. How, what's what's his save percentage this year? Do you know? Can you look that up? Clay, Clay Holmes. I like. I don't know who else you throw in this to be like. Oh yeah, like this is the dude that we want to have out there. <laughs> yeah, hold on, this is not popping up. Like Clay Holmes' baseball reference page is like way down the page. Right. That's how they still do have Zach Britton on this team, though. That's <laughs> so funny. Zach so, yeah. Britton. Oh, Zach Britton did not appear in a game he this year. Sorry, everybody. Sixty-two games and twenty saves, and the save percentage is. Nope. He had 20 saves in 62 games. So his save percentage was 80%. He had five. He had four blown saves. Or five, five, five blown saves. 636%. Right. Is what yeah. He said. Yeah, it's not. Oh, that's his win-loss, though. I mean, Arona's Chapman, Ar- okay. Chapman uh, nine saves and nine opportunities. Second highest on the Yankees. 
43, 40, 43 strikeouts in 36 innings pitched. Clay Holmes, 65 strikeouts in 63 innings pitched. <laughs> what? What? That's what? A little more than one per inning? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, Clay Holmes, I, I guess, is the guy you want. 20 saves and 20 HLD. What's HLD as a stat? Holds. Holds. It basically means you're a setup man. So if if you're if you're in the um, if you're in the eighth inning and a game is within a save situation and you hold it to a save situation, you are then granted a hold. Oh, so it's just another stat they just correct. Invented. But you have to be you have basically you have it has to be an eighth inning or later, and you cannot save the game. So you have to be taken out after the eighth inning, put it in the ninth inning. And then you, and then another pitcher saves the game for you. Basically, you you are holding the save scenario for yeah, the yeah. closer. Yeah. <laughs> we got it, bro. The alcohol tripped you out, but you said everything perfect. Right. All right. So, uh, all right. That was for the Yankees, and the Yankees haven't haven't gone final yet, right? They're trying to save currently. It has not gone final yet. What inning uh, is it? Just lying. It just went final. 4-1 Yankees win. 4-1 Yankees. Yeah. This is a sweep as well. You know, as much as Eric wants to hype up his boys, I don't know if uh, uh, good defense, good speed. What does he always say? Stick and play. Right. <laughs> Couple of hit and runs. Yeah, yeah, they got a good bullpen. They got a good bullpen. Okay. So that, are we done with division series? Why do I feel like we missed one? No, that's it. Stroh's Mariners, Braves, Phils, Padres, yep. Dodgers, Yankees, Guardians. Yep. Got them all. Oh, it's so sad. Playoff baseball is so short. They give us 162 games to slog through, and then they're like, here's the best part. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> it's over in 15 days. How do you feel about the uh, the might be the latest parade ever? Yawn, who cares, right? Yeah. You imagine a parade through snow. Some of these, care. some of these northern. I would love to see a parade in snow. That would be wild. It's not my <laughs> shtick, I guess. <laughs> you don't really seem like a parade kind of guy. All right, let's cover NFL Week Five. What you want to start with? Anything in particular for NFL Week Five? I mean, I thought we'd have an executive producer to to guide us through this, but I guess it's just. It's just you and me back, uh, back as always. He's trying to figure out those crazy barking spiders in his room, just right. causing a causing a ruckus. Right. Um. Well, week five started out with with Broncos country. Uh, let's start to ride, I guess, and let Russ cook and all this, and and they still lost in the most. Why? Why does the NFL keep putting the most embarrassing games? on prime time and then like they haven't learned a lesson would you like to guess what week six thursday night football is uh i would love to because i know the answer it's washington uh, versus chicago it's ridiculous right uh a yeah. cu- couple more week five takes uh london games keep paying off for our for our viewers who hopefully bet right hopefully you took giants money line open hopefully you took giants plus nine and a half Right? Weird Bro. things happen in London. 
It's London. That's all it is. Everyone's going to overreact to this. Now, if we ever get Packers to dog in the next two weeks, what do we do? Bet it. You bet Packers dog. Uh, I don't believe London. I believe the Packers are a huge fave. Yeah, Packers seven-point favorite uh, Dude, at home against the Jets. such gigantic spreads this year. Yeah. Because every yeah. I, I think everybody thinks they're coming back. Sticking to week five, though, the Bills-Steelers matchup is what we thought it would be. Remember I said, isn't 14 points a lot? No, it was not yeah, enough. It was not a lot. And add a little more. The Bears seem to pick the right opponents to play down to the Bears level. And yet Dude, the, they still managed to lose. The Bears, it, that loss was indicative of what I've say, been saying about the Bears this whole time. And all they've done with this hot early start, because they're what, three and two or they're two and three now? The Bears? Yeah. I believe I two it, and three. Two and three. All they've done is put themselves in a worse position for the number one overall pick. If you're going to sacrifice, sacrifice correctly, Chicago. What are you doing? Houston smartly got their first win in week five. They said, nah, but we'll make it interesting. We'll tie one week, and then we'll we'll do week five. What's the next matchup? Uh, Right when this – when we as a podcast as a whole say – Man, it, it might be time to back the Lions. The Lions lay an egg, a goose egg, and they go back to the old Lions, and they get beat by Bailey Zap. Bro, he completed like 90% of his throws. Bailey Zap, by the way, a uh, uh, 100 uh, rating on the day. 17 for 21, 188 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He doesn't have that interception. That's an extremely efficient day. Especially when your running back runs for a, a, a hundred and sixty-one yards. Yep, that's it, dude. Look, we should have known. Bill Belichick without DeAndre Swift, without Amon Ross, St. Brown, without DJ Shark. I mean, you were already an underdog with those players. We should have known to not trust Detroit. And happily for me, in the Voltron, I did. I moved towards my other money line dog, who hit. Uh, Geno Smith. Eat your heart out. Legend. What's a, a Jermaine? Remind me what a perfect quarterback rating in a game is. Oh man, I believe it's one hundred and fifty-three. Yeah, I was gonna say one fifty-three. Geno Smith, sixteen for twenty-five. One one fifty-eight point three from Eric. Geno Smith, sixteen for twenty-five. Two hundred sixty-eight yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. A hundred thirty-nine point seven QBR or one hundred thirty-nine point seven QB rating. Geno Smith continues to ball out the the Seahawks lost to the Saints, unfortunately. 64% completion percentage. Oh, wait, hold on. That's not. Sorry. 74.8 QBR. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions, 1,305 yards. Those all rank top 12 in quarterbacks. Geno Smith. <laughs> Dude, look. Remember watched, at the beginning of the year when we were having a debate who's a better quarterback, Drew Locke or Geno Smith? He took that personally. Bro, he should have because we said Drew Locke might have been a better quarterback than Geno Smith. Dude, he's goaded. This is Geno Smith will forever be Ryan Fitzpatrick level of of goaded. This 
singular run we're witnessing right now because we're we're expected to get a whole season is going to put him in that ryan fitzpatrick territory he can't cover up for that bad defense but i'll tell you what he can do he can dime you out with dk metcalf and tyler lockett all over the field and do it very very easily it's crazy what's happening good for him i hope he gets seattle to a to a 500 record i think that'd be hysterical uh of note from eric who has gone mute on the podcast is this a endorsement of geno smith or is this an indictment of russell wilson as in is russell wilson just a system quarterback or is Geno Smith balling out this year because he's finally got his chance to be a starter, a mature starter? I I don't know, but that's a hell of a question. And the fact that you have to sit there and think about it is why it's a hell of a question. Now, here, I can't answer this, but the future will tell us. If in the future Eric's take is correct, which is looking real good right now, if he can bet money on this, I would recommend it. Um if Russ ends up being a system QB, like Pete Carroll had schemed all his weaknesses out, and that makes – first of all, that lifts Pete Carroll up here. Maybe, may, Yeah, maybe running the ball was what Russell needed. Or does that – sorry, does that mean Russell Wilson is the greatest system quarterback of all time? I think that's what it means. If Russell Wilson is a system quarterback, it's no knock to him because he's the greatest system quarterback of all time. Bro. Because he never had a losing season. Uh, he's about to get one with this Broncos team. But he he didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think he had one last year. So he didn't have a losing season until last year. Uh, a couple of other big games. Uh, Jets did what they needed to do against a third string quarterback. One big. I believe that was your money line. Your money line dog of the. Or that was. Was that Eric's money line dog? That was Eric's. Yeah. Eric's money line dog. Good pick, Eric. Um. Buccaneers only beat the Falcons by six. Are we confident the Buccaneers run away with the NFC South at this point in the season? Buccaneers at home beat the Falcons only by six. I am uh, look, bro. It's a lock. No other team will be within three games. Okay. Uh, Texans got their first win against the Jaguars because, of course, because I bet the Jaguars. Uh, the 49ers beat the f out of the Carolina Panthers. We already discussed Matt Rule getting fired. Dak Prescott is available to come back week six. Cooper Rush is four and one. I'm not, I'm not doing it against the Eagles. I'm not. Dak Prescott gets to play them later on in the season. I'm not bringing the man who just got hurt back against the Eagles. Especially with that defensive front. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. Let Cooper Rush get destroyed. And if he doesn't, then you'll get another dub and then bring Dak Prescott back after that. But although if, if Cooper Rush beats the Eagles, they might have a quarterback controversy. That's a controversy. Speaking of the Eagles, Eagles improved to 5-0 and by uh, the ab- absolute abysmal clock management by the Cardinals. I feel like we, I feel like every NFL coach should be required to, to play Madden in the offseason, at least do a season of Madden in the offseason. So they're the they're the opposite of Kyler Murray's contract. We have to schedule game time into their right. into their their offseason schedule, bro. Oh my goodness! Uh, e- the Eagles may go undefeated. 
they may go at this. I mean, we we keep telling you to bet it, and the odds keep going lower and lower. Uh, Justin Tucker's game-winning field goal to beat the Bengals. Did you did you see the online stat the the stat on the internet? No. That the oh yeah, if, I did if, see if, it. if you take the the x y grid the the x y uh, coordinate plane of an NFL football field, Justin Tucker hit the ball so close to the middle of the uprights that if the uprights were a half yard apart, he still would have made that field goal. <laughs> it's a hell of a kick for an opera singer. That <laughs> Bro, well done. Uh, and then the Monday Night Football game, uh, Chiefs-Raiders, what a back and forth. You as a Raiders fan hate to see the Raiders at one and four right now because you should be a three and two football team or a four and one football team. It's outrageous that they're a one and four football team. The the Raiders have lost have not lost a game, Eric and Jermaine by more than five points. They're the best one and four team in football. Sorry, more than six points, excuse me. Five-point loss to the Chargers in Los Angeles. Six-point loss to an early-season Cardinals team. Two-point loss to the Titans in Tennessee. Beat the Broncos. And then a one-point loss to the Chiefs. If you're the Raiders team, you're in that locker room going, we got this. Because they have Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers at home, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, and Chiefs. Yeah, they're getting into the easy part of their schedule. And they, I mean, they've they're losing the, you know, minus the Titans and the Cars. Those are some tough losses to swallow. But um man, their coach, why go for two? Tie the game up. Give your team a fighting chance. At least try to go to overtime. See what you can do. I don't. I don't understand. I. I. People have tried to explain to me. I don't understand why McDaniel's went for two on that last touchdown. Just tie the game up. Take the points. Maybe your defense gets a pick six. Maybe you get a stop. Go to overtime. Have a chance to win. That was a god awful coaching decision. Yeah, but at some point, you, if you do that, it's early enough in the season. I, I'm good. I listen. People. People like to like like to basically have this this heterogeneous or this homogeneous thing applied across the season where they go oh weeks one through five oh this this guy was going for it like and he was going for it to win the game you know it doesn't matter in the nfl whether you win or whether you lose early in the games like it yeah. doesn't like or early in the season. This isn't college football. You have seventeen games. I'm a fan of 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 NFL coaches going for it early on. Yeah, in the season. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I guess your you know your team's one and three. It's the Chiefs. You want why to get as big as possible. Yeah, it makes sense. Why so not? You you, why not? You're going Monday Night Football. You're going into Kansas City. 
we, we like to think that it's a it's a coach on an island being like, I think I'm going to go for it. There is so much talk that he has with his quarterback, with his players. He knows his players. He's around those players 18 hours, you know, well, probably not 18 hours, but 12, 15 hours of the day. He knows what they're thinking. He knows what they want to do. He knows how competitive and how good they are at football. He's not just making this. He's not just making this craziness up in his head of just like, hey, I'm I'm going to go for it now because I think that's the best decision. He's getting buy-in from the players. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, not pretty sure. Like, of course, the players want to go for it because they think they, they think they can. Right. So, honestly, it, look, if they win, it's a different. It's just a different conversation every time. So, and you're multi- and you're and you're talking about him like Riverboat Ron Rivera, right? Exactly, bro. There's a multiverse. Where the where the Ravens right now, or sorry, the Raiders right now, are a five and zero football team. In that same multiverse, though, the Eagles are the are the best one and four team in football. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't live in that multiverse. We live in the real world, if that's what you can call it. Uh, any other games we want to get into? That was that was pretty much the whole slate of games, at least that I found interesting. Any any other nuggets from? From your week five? Uh, what is it? Taysom Hill's the first quarterback to have three rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown uh, since. Well, he's not a quarterback. He's a tight end that can throw. Oh, here we go. Perennial hater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, actually, there was a lot of headlines coming out of this week. Ron Rivera throwing Carson Wentz under the under the bus. I don't. I, I've heard that. I've heard that quote. I don't think it's him throwing Carson Wentz under the bus. I really don't. I think it's Ron Rivera basically saying, I I need a quarterback that I can build an offense around. And you guys have not given me a consistent quarterback, right? You guys like to bitch and you like to moan about this. But like, I, I don't like, what he was saying was that, Believe me, because you know you're, you're you're making this face at me, like, oh, I don't know. I listen to Ron Rivera press conferences for a while, and if you clip some of his press conferences, you're like, oh, he thinks that that this person is the worst person ever. But I th- I honestly think what he was saying was, I need a person. Like, obviously, he was flaming management, and he was like, I need a guy that I can build around. And you need to stop replacing him every year. If if you say that's Taylor Heineke, that's Taylor Heineke. Great. If you say that's Tyrod Taylor, that's Tyrod Taylor. If you say that's Teddy Bridgewater, that's Teddy Bridgewater. Quit changing quarterbacks every year. Oh, get over yourself, Ron. If that if that's how I'm supposed to to understand it, get over yourself. How many teams in football right now don't have a quarterback? Exactly. Yeah, a lot of them. Right? A lot of them. A lot of them. We just sat here and praised Pete Carroll for what he's done with Geno Smith. Okay, so then is Ron Vera not good enough? I mean, I would say no. All right. So then how about uh, why is it that you guys can't seem to compete in this division? 
They brought up Cooper Rush. Cooper has Cooper Rush lost a game he started? Yes. Dallas is four and one. Oh no, he hasn't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, he has not. Cooper Rush has not lost a start. Yeah, bro. That defense, which is what Ron Rivera is known for. Remember last year we went into the season thinking how good this defense was going to be. Underperformed, right? Oh, okay. They had a few injuries. Chase Young tore his ACL. Uh, They'll be back. This year, it was supposed to be Washington's defense. They are not good at defense. They are not. Carson, Carson... I don't think I've seen two plays in a row where Carson Wentz isn't immediately running away from the pass rush. Yeah. So if you're right, if what you're saying about Ron Rivera is this whole innuendo about quarterbacks and building around it, well, he can get, he needs to get lost too with Dan Snyder. When whoever comes in to buy that program, get rid of them all because that's crazy to me. Yeah, maybe. We started Trevor Simeon for six games last year, bro. <laughs> yeah, but Sean Payton is not Ron Rivera. Believe me, I dealt with that for years, too. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I'm saying is like, all right, so then Ron Rivera isn't good enough is what we're saying. I have years with – I'm just years wishing Sean Payton was my dad and not the dad across the street. <laughs> A real rich dad, poor dad moment. Right. Uh Fun fact from EPE: Commanders allow pressure on sixty-five percent of plays. Yeah, I mean we've I, we've talked about it. it's 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 pretty much like a non-starter anymore to talk about this. You can look at the sack numbers, and and maybe he's not getting sacked that much. I feel like Carson Wentz is getting hit on every single set of three downs. It's unreal, dude. His ice baths have to, got to be ungodly long. I would just go under <laughs> if I were Carson Wentz at this point. Give me a snorkel. I don't want to talk to any of you. Here, just hey, just go under and let's see what Ron Rivera blames it on this time. <laughs> well, so, you know, there's the owners could just get me a little more oxygen underwater. That'd be great. All right, so I think this is a natural stopping point for today's episode. Do you have any more chips now that Eric is gone? Uh wood chips was a great one. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, the only one that I would add as honorable mention is, is chips close to the pin, but yeah, uh, that's uh, in golf. Oh, ice chips uh, from, from the now defunct EPE who yeah. had a falling out with the podcast because of pop culture pick him. <laughs> right. All right. Nothing else from us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast room three zero three. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, sometimes we have EPE. We'll catch you next time when you come on down and step into the room.